The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. The mission of this radio show is to enable every listener to achieve their career aspirations and advance their careers to achieve their potential and meet their financial goals. Now, here are your hosts, Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Welcome. Ken and Cheryl here. We have a terrific show for you today. Um, Carrie Patterson, with author of, uh, or co-author of Crucial Conversations, Tools for Taking, uh, Talking, when the stakes are high. And before we get into the show, we'd like to announce that we have created seven free videos for you, our listeners, that will help you get a better job, better pay, and a better life. To access these free videos, simply go to betterjobbetterlife.com. Have you been frustrated in conversations that are emotionally charged? Can you tell when a conversation is about to turn for the worse? Do you know how to listen effectively when others blow up or clam up? Do people feel safe to talk with you about anything? Ask any leader what their top areas of improvement are for themselves or for their organization, and invariably, communications is mentioned. And if you think about relationships and families, personal and professional associations, improved communications can make a significant impact on the quality and health of all relationships. Today's guest has recommendations and can help you dramatically improve your communications and achieve greater success in your relationships, career, and life as a result. Let me briefly introduce our guest. Carrie Patterson is co-author of uh, three New York Times bestsellers. Uh, The latest one, I believe, is Influencer, uh, Crucial Conversations, and Crucial Confrontations a recognized expert in the areas of workplace communication, influence, and organizational change and effectiveness, Carrie has been featured in more than 150 print and radio programs. Carrie began researching the challenges of developing and maintaining healthy organizations during his doctoral work at Stanford University. He left Stanford to teach in the Marriott School of Management at Brigham Young University. In 2007, Carrie and his co-authors were named Ernst & Young Entrepreneurs of the Year for founding VitalSmarts, a leader in corporate training and organizational development. VitalSmarts has ranked four times as, uh, by Inc. Magazine as one of the fastest-growing companies in America and has taught two million people worldwide. Welcome, Carrie. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be on this uh, show, Cheryl, again. Well, uh, Carrie, uh, how did you get involved with your co-authors? Well, you know, each of us uh, was uh, working independently as consultants to organizations. A couple of us were teaching at Brigham Young, as the intro suggested. A couple sort of just lived down the street. We became colleagues, and as we were working and trying to change organizations, it became clear to us that even though they often invite us in to do something as broad as, quote, change their culture, 
it ended up that we often had to start with their capacity to communicate and particularly how to talk when stakes were high or how to hold a crucial conversation. Excellent. Well, how, um, what, why did you write this particular book, Crucial Conversations? Well, you know, it was intriguing. Um, as I suggested, even though companies often would invite us in to, say, help with team building or perhaps uh, they had a quality problem, uh, we quickly found out that one of the most important behaviors as we watched people who were valued by their coworkers and bosses as really valued employees, that the most important skill was the capacity to speak up and to do so in a way that made it safe for others to do the same. We saw it as just at the heart of personal success, as team success and organizational success. So we set aside our original charter during the first few years, at least, where we were working on, quote, organizational change and said, let's just teach skills. Let's teach people how to talk to each other. Kerry, this is Ken Dawson. How are you today? Fine, Ken. How are you? Um, excellent. Thank you very much. appreciate you being on the show. Um, I could think of about uh, a month's worth of questions and conversation <laughs> I have with you. But if we can, Kerry, let me focus in on our audience that's primarily interested in looking for jobs or those that have jobs, looking for a better job, better pay, better life. Um, I'd like to tie that into your specific subjects, influencer, crucial conversations, and crucial confrontations. Okay. Successful job search is nothing more than crucial conversations and crucial conversations, not only in the interviewing process but in negotiating. Share with our listeners, if you would, what you see as the tie-ins between what you do and what they are experiencing in an interview and or negotiation session. Okay. Well, let me start sort of previous to the interview. One of the, one of the things that you'll be talking about in the interview and you should be highlighting is your capacity to achieve certain objectives. Obviously, you know, the curtain the current concept of job search interviews resumes themselves is not to just sort of talk in abstractions, but to say on this job I was able to do the following. We've found that as we've trained people in crucial conversation skills that they become much more valued by their supervisors, by their coworkers and by virtually everyone in the organization. Our original research said, share, uh, let us follow around the people who are most valued in this company. And we spent uh, off and on over 20 years looking at several thousand people. The most salient skill was that capacity to speak when others were quiet, to disagree when it was no longer popular. And so it turns out it's a very valuable skill. It's often a skill that keeps you employed. Um, and it's a, an important skill to be able to bring into your new job. So that's sort of the precursor, Ken. Okay. Uh, when it comes to the interview itself, of course, um, it's very interesting. I was teaching crucial conversation skills as long as 30 years ago, 12, 25 years ago, and recruiters would come on campus and interview uh, uh, seniors in universities. So it's the same kind of scenario they're sitting across from the interview, and it was fairly common for them to sort of say, okay, here's a scenario at work, how would you handle it? And it would often be, yeah. You know, the hard-to-work-with employee, um, you know, the pig-headed boss or whatever. And they were just listening to see how you thought about these scenarios. Well, uh, people who had been through my course had, been, uh, ho- had honed their skills in beginning the conversation, preparing for the conversation, dealing with tough challenges throughout the conversation, and would just, over, you know, would just be very impressive to the interviewer sort of saying, wow, that was really well done. I hadn't thought of it that way. As a matter of fact, it became fairly common for uh, when I was on faculty for the interviewers to come and talk with me and to compliment me on the preparation that we had put the students through in preparing them for that interview. So during the interview itself, it would be helpful 
if they were to give you a scenario that sort of says, how do you handle following, have a very careful way of thinking about that. And that's what we teach in Crucial Conversations. Kerry, uh, in Job Search the Total System, which we wrote uh, literally uh, 20 years ago, um, yes. we focus on everything you're saying. And the beauty of being on the show with someone like yourself is we've had dozens and dozens of excellent and best-selling authors who have extraordinary ideas and extraordinary abilities. And it's fascinating how we track them almost word for word in terms of what we do. We're kind of going down different paths, but there's so many parallels. Let me draw a parallel for you. Sure, please do. In Job Search Total System, our initial thrust was what I call phase one, which is achieving better job, better pay, better life. And all we say to our clients is that you have our total commitment if you follow our system that it will work for you. And the reason for that is because all you're doing is competing against other competition. And when you use our job search skills, you're going to be head and shoulders over the competition. Now, the beauty of this, which we're really working on feverishly, is taking that to the next level. Picture having an undergraduate in business, which is achieving better job, better pay, better life. Now picture going into a MBA program or a PhD program in business. And this is this. And, Carrie, listen, listen to this. This is going to blow you away. Uh, over the years, with a number of excellent clients, I have achieved double, triple, or quadruple their compensation package. <laughs> wow. Now, now think about that. I mean, it's mind-blowing and earth-shattering because everyone on the face of the earth is saying, not only do I want a better job, better pay, better life, but are you telling me that you can teach me how to double, triple, or quadruple your compensation package? And I'm saying, absolutely, we've done it many, many times, and I'll teach you how to do it. Now, if you wouldn't mind, tie that back into your crucial conversations and all the other things you're teaching for the benefit of our clients. Okay, well, you know, it's interesting... It, it, let me start with crucial conversations. Um, once again, we were actually uh, social anthropologists sort of staring at people who had been picked by their colleagues as being the most successful in the company, the most influential, the, the person that people listened to. And about a third of those people, uh, well, maybe two-thirds of those people, excuse me, were bosses, but a third were not. And uh, here's a scenario. Uh, we, we enter a room, we're, we're following a person. We don't know if they're a high performer or a low performer. We're blind to condition as researchers. And uh, there's, a, there's a debate going on on where they're going to move the company. It's an important high-stakes conversation. Um, the proposal is, is each, each person who studied a different city, potential city, would express the, the, the benefits and the costs associated with each community in a sort of fair and even-handed way. And this is going on until the city of Atlanta comes up, and they mention Atlanta, and someone says, wow, that's really hot. Do we want to move there? And the president of the company, who had been sitting quietly in the back of the room, says something to the effect uh, how nice Atlanta is and how pleasant it is. And it's the first time as a researcher I notice that the president speaks with a southern accent. And at that moment, in that particular scenario, everyone switched from discussing each of the cities even-handedly to why they should be going to Atlanta. <clears throat> all of a sudden I'm thinking, well, this is not going to be good. I mean, this is where they really want to go, and is there going to be all the anger that comes from having had it railroaded, etc. The fellow I've been, studied to, uh, been studying and following around that day is a guy named Kenneth. He's sitting there quietly, and finally he raises his hand and he said, sir, you mind if I say something? And I said, of course not. He said, well, you know, I thought we had agreed, and we had followed this plan where we were discussing the, the, uh, the pluses and minuses of each of the communities, and then, sir, you spoke up about Atlanta, 
Uh, and all of a sudden, the, the whole tone of the conversation changed. It went from where we should be going to why we should be going to Atlanta. Am I the only one who noticed that? There's this ugly pause where everyone's like, oh, no, he spoke up. And the boss says, you're right. I'm sorry. I had agreed to do that. I did do that. I was inadvertent. They went back to a healthy discussion. Uh, they ended up settling on some other place. At the end of this, someone comes up and says, you've been following Ken around. I said, um, uh, yeah. And, I, and they said, uh, did you see what he did there? That particular skill, that capacity to speak when others are sitting quietly, to do it in an effective way without being attacking, attacking others, that's what set him apart. That's why he was the, the most valued employee, and those are the skills that we chose to teach. Excellent. I remember that example in, in the book here, and I yes, think it's, yes. it's, it's perfect because all of us confront those situations regardless of whether we're leaders or we're just individual contributors. Even uh, those who are early in their careers come across situations like that where they feel somebody is doing opposite of what they, they plan to do or claim they would do. And I like your idea of focusing on what you really want to accomplish yes, in a conversation. Yes. Yes. In order to get it more objective rather than allowing your emotions to take yes. over. Can you explain a little bit so we have a basis for understanding what your approach to successful, crucial conversations well, is all the, about? Well, okay. One of the first things that happens is when the stakes get high and emotions start running strong, and that's our definition of a crucial conversation, is that we have to take charge of our own emotions. Otherwise, we go into an angry, and if we go in angry, we're dumbed down. The brain actually changes how it functions. There's been a ton of research in the last decade that suggested if we're angry, we're working with the amygdala or the reptilian brain, and we make dumb decisions. So we have to take charge of that. And the way to do it is before we become angry, you say, wait a minute, what is it I want out of this? Do I want to put the other person down? Do I want to insult them? Because that's the path I'm starting down. Do I want to win? Is that really what I want? Or do I want us to come to the best decision based upon the best information? And when you force yourself to a answer that question and to think in a more clear way and to keep in mind what you're really achieving, you back off your traditional you know, attacking and insulting and other, you know, other methods that you might use, and you'll stick with facts. You really go um, to the, uh, the upper level of the brain, as we talked about yes. last week. Yes. Well, when we return from break, Gary's going to give us some very specific strategies to deal more effectively with those crucial conversations we all face. So stay tuned. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to BetterJobBetterLife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. 
Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Isak provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Isak, where America learns to invest. Wielding power, shaping environments and outcomes, and making things happen are all essential characteristics of great leaders. Yet these qualities alone are not enough to ensure your success. In a complex world, how do you decide what's most important to you? In your career, your relationships, your finances, your family, in the world around you, in the whole of your life at large. Dr. Joseph Riggio, the host of Leadership Intuition, says that personal leadership, the desire to take charge of your life, is the key to creating futures that work and building a life worth living. Join Joseph as he reveals the power of uncovering and living your own personal mythology, the key to personal transformation, exquisite performance, and social influence. Learn to look inside and discover your personal mythology and unique leadership style. Go beyond conventional advice and discover your unique success blueprint on Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Leadership Intuitions, power, achievement, relationships. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please call toll free at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to TCS on air at TCSWorldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl here with Carrie Patterson, and we're talking about those ever-important, crucial conversations that we all need to uh, learn skills in order to effectively respond to and in order to um, not only improve our relationships but also um, improve the ability to succeed in whatever path of life or career that we choose. And at the end of the segment, we talked about um, the importance of uh, operating not out of emotion, but to think through what we really want in an organization. And um, share for us, uh, Kira, if you would, what the, the sucker's choice is. Well, you know, the sucker's choice is we often think that we can choose between two options and only two. And those would be, well, I can speak up and you know, speak my mind and maybe or possibly very likely offend the other person, or I can sit here quietly and keep the peace but not express what I want. And when there is indeed a third option, which is <clears throat> maybe I could speak up and keep the peace and express my opinion, and that's what we try to teach in the book, is how to take that third step and not make the sucker's choice. Okay, and then the next step from there, what are some of the things that people can do then to begin to think through what they really want and achieving it? Well, well, first of all, you know, they have to handle their own personal anger. When someone lets you down, and we, discover, we discuss that a little bit more in Crucial Confrontations, but... It's a little of overlap. Someone doesn't do something they're supposed to do. We tell ourselves a story, typically. Rather than saying, hmm, I wonder what happened, we go, I can't believe it. You know, they don't care about me. All they care about is their own particular task. And as we tell ourselves these stories about the other people's bad motive, that's how we become angry. 
We, anger is associated with a conclusion. We have to make a conclusion about their motive. Otherwise, behavior is sort of innocuous. We don't even think about it other than it's just something that happened. So we tell ourselves this ugly story. We walk in and we say, all right, what the heck were you thinking? And we start off in the worst possible way. We start off with our conclusion as an accusation. It sets the tone for everything that follows, which is a fight. We end up in a screaming fight, and we go, I can't believe it. I, you know, and then next time we say, I'm not going to say anything to them because whenever I talk to them, they're touchy. And it all came from that story we told. And so the solution is stopping, taking a breath, and asking ourselves, why would a reasonable, rational, and decent person have done what they've done? It forces us to think at a higher level. It, it takes us away from the conclusion. We aren't as angry, and we walk, we walk in curious. And we start off with a, more of a question. You know, yesterday you said you were going to have this project done. <laughs> the time came and left. I didn't get it. I was sort of wondering what happened. How much better is that than starting with that angry accusation? And it can only be done by telling yourself a better story and asking why would a reasonable, rational, and decent person have done that. Gary, what is uh, absolutely fascinating about our conversation is, and boy, I see just so many parallels between uh, job search and total system and what you're saying. Let me give you an example. In both interviewing and negotiating, we teach our clients not only to succeed and have an A-plus interview and or negotiating session, but to plan every word. Uh-huh. And people sit and listen to that, and they say, wait a minute, are you going to be kidding? <laughs> plan every word. And I'm saying, if you do it, if you practice, 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 follow a system, you can do it. Now, tying planning every word into crucial conversation and crucial confrontations, I mean, well, you're scoring yeah. A-plus across the board in response to every question. So everything you say scores you points. You have three choices. You can score points, lose points, or not have an effect either way. And when you're scoring points every way, what happens is this, and Carrie, listen to this and give our listeners a reaction. We go in and say, when you go into an interview, oftentimes because you're so prepared, you can actually go in and negotiate for a higher position and a higher salary. Your interviewer is sitting there saying, wow, I've never heard anyone this good and this prepared. And they're psychologically thinking, I'm going to have to give this person bigger pay, more title, more responsibility just to bring them on board. Your thoughts? Well, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, um, what happens in the interview is they're starting off with this underlying assumption of there's various people coming in, here's the job, what are they going to be like, and then all of a sudden there's this person who just leaps out at them. And they leap out in a very important way. That is, they're sort of dead on in terms of how they give answers. They're very confident. Uh, they seem very poised, and that sets them apart from their peers in ways that, that you wouldn't imagine otherwise. When people are doing the interview, they don't, they don't even have that listed, but at some level they realize this is the person we need to hire around here. I have personally made positions for people, even when I wasn't interviewing them, but just chatting with them over lunch or whatnot, went back to the company, my own company, and said, we need to find a, a position for this person because of what you suggested. They are so articulate. And I will also suggest, there's a whole new literature called deliberate practice. And you can find it out there under deliberate practice, but the punchline is, um, if you put time in, you can get good at almost anything. Um, things we never dreamed we could get good at. If we put time in and do it with coaching, someone giving us feedback. I'm not sure how you recommend it, but I would suggest what we do in our training on Crucial Conversations is they break into dyads and triads. They, they, they try a, a new set of ways of talking. They try new skills. They work on their script. They write it. They practice it. They deliver it. They give feedback. They, they deliver it. They give feedback. And then when they deliver it, eventually... Under real circumstances, it comes off as uh, very natural, very professional, and it, it yields the results you're talking about, Ken. 
Well, the old saying about practice makes perfect is uh, certainly true in, in this regard. Well, it's perfect practice makes perfect. Yeah, very right. If you're practicing <laughs> the wrong thing, you're going to stay down there in the lower brain for a long time. <laughs> but, um, you know, I like your idea about mastering the story. And we've had other um, experts in psychology and, uh-huh. uh, and behavior uh, talk about the same thing, of, of really controlling or mastering your story. Share with us the model that uh, you have in the book to help you just go step-by-step to accomplish that. Well, what you what you have to stop first of all when someone's someone's uh, which model are you referring to? Someone is Uh, angry at you, or you're becoming angry? The state model. Okay. Yes. the The issue here is is that what you need to do is as someone else is doing something that's not helpful to you. It's causing you problems. Uh, perhaps they've shut you down in the middle of a conversation. They made you look bad, or that's how it feels. You need to start. You need to start by sharing the facts as you know them, rather than sharing your conclusions. So rather than saying, "I can't believe you made me look bad," you say something to the effect, "You know, yesterday in the meeting when we were talking, um, and we had agreed that we were going to go with Plan A, and the boss disagreed. You immediately went with Plan B, and I was still in the middle of Plan A, and it felt to me, at least." Now, here's where I'm tentatively sharing my conclusion. I described the facts, and I'm tentatively sharing the conclusion. It felt to me like, you know, you were just sort of giving in because the boss had a different opinion, and that, that, uh, that wasn't what we had talked about. Did you see it differently than I am with the tentative question to see what their point of view is on it? So we start with the facts, we tentatively share our conclusions, and then we ask for their opinion on it. Excellent. Excellent. And then, and then once you... Uh you're encouraging testing as the final That's step. right. So yeah. I said, do you see it differently? We have tentative. T- so re- even when we're sharing our facts, rather than saying, here's the way it is, we're saying, this is how I saw it, but, you know, that was my point of view. You know, did you see it differently, or what's your point of view on this, or how did you see this uh, unrolling yesterday? Okay. Uh, and what you're essentially saying is, I'm wanting, I'm, you know, I've started with my best information. I didn't dump my ugly conclusions. I shared the facts as I knew them. I use tentative language so I didn't appear like I'm completely convinced of them. And then I, I'm trying to make it safe for you to share your opinion as well. Exactly. And then how do you avoid taking a turn for the worse if the person's not going to, you know, test fairly <laughs> or respond fairly? <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's often what will happen is they'll jump with their conclusions. And so what happens is they go, well, I'll tell you what, you're the one who's the problem. And they'll start sharing some things about you that are very conclusionary. Uh, and for the same reasons, are likely not to lead to a helpful discussion, and you need to get them back to their facts. And so the way to do that is to is stop and say, gosh, it seems like you're fairly upset over this, obviously. <laughs> I'm kind of wondering exactly what I did. You said that, you know, that I was just looking out for myself. Uh, can you give me an example of what I did that led you to conclude that? And so what you're trying to do is help them move from their anger and conclusion and have them think about the facts of the situation. This kicks in their higher-level brain and it also provides you with information you can use. Well, they usually will come back with another conclusion initially. They'll say, well, you know, the reason I say you look out for number one is because you're selfish. <laughs> That's the same statement, the same conclusion. Well, can you give me an example of when you, when I, when, when you thought I was selfish? Well, yesterday, you know, you did such and such and you didn't even involve me at all. Ah, so you were thinking that when I didn't invite you to the meeting. Absolutely. Now you've got to the source of their anger. You see their conclusion, you know your behavior, and then you can set that straight if it needs to be set straight. Carrie, what is so important for our listeners is, again, tying it back to job shirts and those either without a job or those that are trying to achieve better job, better pay, better life, 
What we recommend, which I know you do too, is that everyone has so many talents, abilities, and skills that they're not even aware of. They're not even aware of that. Yes. They have the ability to do extraordinary things. And most people, just because they are not in a position to either know your system, our system, or other systems, are sitting there listening to bad news and woe is me, chicken little sky is falling, unemployment is high, and they don't really value the skills, abilities, and talents I have. And uh, I'd like you to, if you would, comment on that for the benefit of our listeners. We just have a few seconds here. Okay, well, you know, it's intriguing. When we first started teaching Crucial Conversations, we studied it first, we turned it into training, we're training people and whatnot. Several companies came to us and said, we have, you know, we're going down, you know, through tough times, we're doing some downsizing. Um, We would like our people to be skilled in Crucial Conversations because we think it's an important contribution to our organization. And also, we think it will help them in their job search to be that kind of person. That is, they can identify their technical skills typically. That will be at the head of their resume. But we think it's important that they discuss also in their interviews and they would coach them to do so. Yeah, you know what? I've been trained in the capacity to speak my mind under conditions of stress. I went through crucial conversations training. Uh, you know, whatever, whatever the skill set they want to talk about, but to focus on their interpersonal aptitude because that's what often gets you employed over another candidate. Everybody goes to the same schools, gets the same degrees, gets the same technological preparation. It's the social skill component that often set, puts them above the crowd. Well, what companies often say, uh, Carrie, to us is they hire on technical skills and fire on interpersonal. So yeah. watch well, you know, out. Yeah, but when we get back, yeah. we're going to cover more effective <laughs> communication strategies. So stay with us. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to BetterJobBetterLife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please call toll free at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to TCS on air at TCSWorldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl here with Terry Patterson, and we're talking about those uh, crucial conversations that all of us need to master. And we left the last segment with a very important point, Carrie, and that was that the technical skills will not carry you through your entire career alone. No. So you've no. got to have those interpersonal skills, yeah. and communications is the most vital of them all. Technical, so let's talk uh, yeah. a little bit more about um, how crucial conversations, ability to master them, can increase productivity in the workplace and also improve our career potential. Okay. Um, you know, it's interesting with regards to productivity. Uh, when we were watching people at work, often executive teams, uh, middle management teams, uh, and they would start getting into trying to win the argument, trying to get their way, the best decisions weren't being made. That we often had people who had great ideas, maybe, for, uh, maybe more junior in the company or perhaps just by personality more quiet, who weren't expressing their opinions. The capacity to speak your mind and encourage others to do the same not only does it make it life more comfortable, but we get the best ideas out on the table. They're brought out in a way where people can hear them and can talk about them from both sides. People then make decisions based with the best information. They then act with unity. That is, they've all heard it and conviction. They all believe it. When you get the best ideas and act with unity and conviction, you are a much stronger team. You are one of those high-performance teams we used to read about 20 years ago. And the nice thing that I like about your approach, Carrie, is that you're teaching that everyone, anyone, can improve those skills. It doesn't have to just be the stars. Everyone, in a sense, can be a star when it comes to crucial conversations. That's right. That's right. Some people have been lucky. They've been born with parents who are gifted socially, who know how to express differing opinions and don't sit quietly like a mouse and then leap out like a lion, but found that middle ground of healthy behavior. Uh, they've worked for bosses who've done the same, and then... All of a sudden, they're, you know, they look like they're the skilled person. But it wasn't because they were born with it. We're born with a clean slate. Human beings got nothing. You know? <laughs> we learn it all. And so anyone can learn these skills. And we, we, we train them across the country every single day, and millions of people are learning them. And, Carrie, the beauty of this is not only can they learn those skills, but they can learn so many skills in addition to that. Oh, absolutely, and, and need to. One of the things we teach our clients is that, again, going back to the you know, undergraduate in business, BA, and then the MBA and PhD, as you learn these skills, you improve your skill to attain the greater knowledge. Let me give you an example. One of the things that people often ask is, wait a minute, you know, how can you 
teach people to double, triple, or quadruple a compensation package. And one of the techniques which I'd like to share for our audience is researching the needs of the company. Going into the interview, going into the negotiation, in terms of talking to people, getting on the net, looking at the website, all the things the company needs in addition to going in with a specific game plan to impact the bottom line of the company, how to make them money and save them money. And when you come in with that proposal, it's going to double, triple, or quadruple their compensation package. They're more than willing to do exactly the same for you. Your thoughts? Well, yeah. I mean, it's very interesting. It is revolutionary because people never think about that. Most people are thinking about there's a job and can I fill it? And if you're walking in with a much better, bigger set of aspirations, which is, I understand I've studied elements of your company. I think I can bring some real skills that can, you know, solve some of your key problems and build on your current competitive advantage, uh, and thus affect the bottom line. You're a different candidate. You're, you're no longer just someone looking for a job. You're someone looking to turn, help turn that company around, and you get way different attention. And that carries through when you're within a company and there oh, might yeah. be a layoff uh, in the, yeah. you know, uh, threatening, uh, you know, which, which side are you on? Are you yeah. the invaluable employee or are you one that has let your um, skills slip yes. yeah. and not kept them current or not developed these communication skills and you're one going to be one of the yeah. first to be laid off? Well, let's look at some of the ex- uh, specific examples aside from the job search process um, that people commonly face when okay. they're uh, in organizations. Well, even in personal life, the overly sensitive person, how do you deal with that? Okay, well, let me, let me start by saying virtually every conversation that we're going to talk about is going to try to focus on the facts rather than your conclusions. Uh, we always start with the conclusion because it's what gets our attention, so they're overly sensitive. And, and so when you say that, Cheryl, I learned that you think that person's overly sensitive. There's no behavior in that. So the first question is, you know, what are they doing that makes you conclude that? So, for example, yesterday when you talked with them and you thought you were just bringing up a normal problem, um, they, clamped, you know, they shut down, uh, looked, at the, looked at the floor and said, whatever you say. It has to be something like that. Um, you would walk up to that person and say, can we talk about something that just happened? So you want to set aside the time. They say, sure. And then you focus on the facts. What are the elements that they did that made you conclude they were overly sensitive? And so, gee, yesterday we were talking, and I, I was trying to be, you know, uh, you know, just pleasant about it, and all of a sudden I noticed you, you know, sort of my description would be you went silent, you sort of stared at the floor, and you quickly said, whatever. And that wasn't what I was looking for. I was, is there something I did that caused you to do that? So the second element is after you focus on the behavior, you ask about what you did, that cause that reaction so that, so that you can make it safe for them to talk. Mm-hmm. So creating that safety environment where they can you, you, hear what, yes, what's you, really bothering them. That's right. And by focusing on the facts, it makes it safe rather than, boy, you're sure sensitive, mm-hmm. which is your conclusion. And by sort of saying, is there something I did, it takes the focus off of them and on to you and makes it safer for them to talk. Well, yeah, yesterday you came in and I was in the middle of something and you cut me right off. Oh, gee, that wasn't my intention. I, I really wanted to have a conversation about the problem. I apologize for having cut you off. And then you're often having a healthy conversation. Be careful to, to, to walk your conclusion back to the facts. Start with those facts and then ask for their point of view. Excellent. So you're not pushing their buttons to get them into that Absolutely. emotional mode. Oh, yeah. yeah. But rather getting them into a new way of thinking about it. That's correct. And you're not you, pushing your own buttons to get you emotional. Because when you start off with your conclusions, dang them, what's wrong with them? Well, oh, wow. We never get emotional. It's always the other person. <laughs> 
Good well, for you. <laughs> you know, another area that a lot of us struggle with is the area of trust. And you talked about the teams and how teams can be more productive with um, learning these skills. Trust is, you know, the foundation of any relationship or any team uh, productivity. What happens when we're facing failed trust? Okay, well, there's two kinds of trust. (laughs) One of them was, it would be, is motivational trust. Are they purposely acting in ways to cause us problems, which is the more common use? I can't believe you did that. You must have done it because you didn't care about me. But the other one is we don't trust their judgment, which is ability trust. You know, they're decent enough people, but I wouldn't follow their advice because they're naive or, you know, or just, just don't get it. So depending on which scenario you're talking about, there's a, different, there's a different challenge. Let me go to the first one, which is motivational trust. When someone has violated an expectation, uh, not lived up to what they said, you have to confront it early and you have to confront it professionally and you need to start with the facts, without your stories or anything, and talk about it. So the trust isn't going to. It, it would be. A, we often talk about the content of the problem. The first time it happens, you'd say, "Say, you know, yesterday you said you were going to do something you didn't. I was counting on you. I have to be able to count on you." That's one problem. The second one would be the process. Over time, you're developing a pattern, and that pattern is becoming problematic. And then eventually, you might want to talk about the relationship. So it, if you've got a trust problem, you have to ask yourself: Do I want to talk about the instance? or the C of the content? Do I want to talk about the pattern, the fact that it's been going on for a while, or do I want to talk about the effect on our relationship? And over time, you're going to end up talking about relationship because that's the more important issue. Perry, what is, uh, again, I it's amazing. I keep coming back to parallels. Let me talk about trust and all the other things we're talking about. In our system, we basically address the question of trust through references and or testimonials. We put together what's called a job search toolkit, which identifies all the A-plus factors that the individual brings to the bottom line of the company, so that as the interviewer or a series of interviewers is looking at and analyzing this person's portfolio, they're sitting there saying, I can't find any weaknesses. I can't (laughs) find anything that this person has that comes out as a glaring red flag. And it's simply because... They put so much time and effort into the resume and to the testimonials and to the references that makes them an A-plus candidate across the board. Your thoughts? Well, yeah. When when you're conducting an interview, and we've been on both sides of that, you're having to draw some conclusions based upon a very small sample of behavior. And so one of the things you're going to ask yourself is, can I trust this person? Are they going to be predictable and reliable? And we'll, we'll, we don't even know we're doing it, but we'll draw those conclusions based upon the ease with which they go through that interview. You know, if they, if they seem prepared to understand things, they've done work to, to, you know, to demonstrate that they've studied your company, you know, they, they handle tough, uh, 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 a tough question in a facile kind of way. All of that suggests to you this is a person I can trust because I've trusted them through the interview. Excellent. And, you know, one of the other uh, examples you give in the book, I really think we should talk about before we um, uh, run out of time here, Carrie, is someone violates all of the dialogue principles we've been talking about most of the time. Then what do you do? Well, you know, that becomes the problem. You know, people have trouble sometimes moving from the single instance, as I was just suggesting a moment ago, and studying the pattern and say, you know, can we talk about how we talk? And so rather than saying what happened yesterday, you're not talking about what happens a lot of the time. 
and sort of say, and so then the, 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 the content becomes, can we talk about how we talk? And then you would pull samples across four or five instances of, and you pick one problem that you want to focus on. So it, my biggest problem in talking with you is when I, the minute I'm trying to discuss a challenge, you move to ugly conclusions about me and start attacking me with strong emotions, and that's not helping me or helping you. Can we talk about why that is happening and what we can do to make that a stop? So you, the, new, the, the new topic of conversation isn't you let me down on Thursday. The new topic is let's talk how you treat me. So really getting at the heart of the issue, yeah. you know, what is, what is there um, in the relationship that causes you to want to avoid a, a really oh, yeah. valuable dialogue. Yes, and, and that's like often that. the one, this, the important topic. It's the one you complain about when you go home at night, and it's the one you won't address when you face them face-to-face. You check well, it out and talk about, you cut me off in mid-sentence. That wasn't the issue. The issue is you're always talking down to me. Well, we're going to have to take a break here, not to okay. cut into your statement. And when we get back, we'll have some more strategies. So stay tuned. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to BetterJobBetterLife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. Listen for the right turn with J.J. O'Malley. It's an insider's look at America's fastest-growing motorsport series, the Grand Am Rolex Sports Car Series, presented by Crown Royal Cask Number 16. You'll hear about what happened last weekend and get a preview of what's coming up next. From the Rolex 24 at Daytona through Watkins Glen International, Mid-Ohio, Laguna Seca, right up to the championship at Homestead Miami Speedway. The Right Turn with J.J. O'Malley, broadcast live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Power Up Motorsports Channel. Tune in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's practical, positive solutions for a happy, empowered, and successful life the internet's number one talk station number one talk station voiceamerica.com you are 
listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please call toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl here with um, Gary Patterson a co-author of Crucial Conversations, Crucial Confrontations, and we have been talking about a number of the strategies as well as the situations in which you can apply them to become more effective communicators. And in the last segment, Carrie, we talked about how do you deal with someone who seems to always be uh, violating those principles. Now I want to look at the other side of the coin. How can someone develop these skills and be competent even under stress and when emotions do seem to rise? Well, first of all, you're dead on earlier when you're suggesting that this just doesn't happen accidentally. You have to practice. It's intriguing to see how many hours we spend in school learning about things like E. coli in the microbiology class or the the history of Serbo-Croatian language and not spend a minute studying how would I work through a difference of opinion with my spouse or a coworker. Um, We ought to change that. That formula needs to change. People who are most successful either intuitively or directly study their capacity to engage in crucial conversations and confrontations. That means they study it, they read it, they often will get a colleague to read with them, they'll meet on a weekly basis and discuss a chapter, they'll then identify an actual conversation that they want to have or an interview in your particular case that they want to have, they'll practice that interview, and the person will make it stressful and they'll try to work under conditions of stress and replicate the conditions they'll be facing during that interview or that conversation. Practice, practice, practice. Yes, we can't agree with you more, and that's uh, Total System does the same. It takes you through each of the steps of the job search or career transition process, no matter where you are in your career, whether you're that, you know, new entry grad or if you're a boomer like myself who's saying, hey, I need to work, you know, I like to work, I want to work, and I have skills in, uh, to um, offer the, the workplace, how do I make a, a successful transition? And yeah. so the practice is critical. You know, and this also applies to our personal lives, and you've alluded in some of the examples carried to the importance of that. Well, I just happened to stop by a store last night. I was picking up a car to Little Lake because Ken and I have been on the road uh, to give to Ken and came up to the cashier to check it out. He says, I can't believe you're buying this car so late in the day. And I explained to him why. And he says, I-, I don't know how it came out, but he just said to me, you know, I don't know how to, you know, how do you love someone who's always beating you over the head? And I'm thinking, ooh, crucial conversation. <laughs> you know, so I actually gave him a card about the show today, and he's probably listening in right now. Maybe. Well, so I was out there, you know, selling your book for good you. for you. <laughs> well, tell our listeners how they can get your materials. I'm really impressed with your website and the tools that you have there. Uh, what's the best way for people okay. to get a hold well, of your stuff? Um, the, the books are, if you look under Carrie Patterson, under Crucial Conversations or Confrontations, you can find them. They're fairly popular. Actually, sold over a million. So they're on Amazon and Barnes & Noble and Border, Borders. You can also come to our company website, which is vitalsmarts.com. That's one word, vitalsmarts. And there we have lots of tools. You can look at free video. You can do a test to see your, measure your own skills, your native tongue. How do you speak under pressure? and uh, other tools that might be helpful at that website. 
Okay, I encourage everyone to do that. I really enjoyed actually taking those little assessments that you have online so that you can evaluate where are you personally in their skill development. And then, Carrie, also we alluded to your book, Influencer. Tell us about what new skills that can help people develop. This particular one was a piece that we did uh, based upon our last 30 years. It was It's actually the first piece we should have written, but we just chose to write the conversational pieces first. But it deals with... Um, how do you deal with problems that have been around a long time, persistent and resistant? Uh, what can you do to change things that have, uh, have historically not been changeable? And we did it by traveling around the world and looking at people who succeeded while others had failed and had research to prove it. So we went to, into Africa and looked at people who did away with spousal abuse and AIDS transmission across Tanzania, with half the country being experimental and half being controlled. It was fascinating. We went to we worked with Don Berwick, who created a center for change and saved 100,000 lives in health care. We went to the Carter Center and looked at how they did away with the transmission of a, of, uh, of a vermin, a guinea worm, and got 20 million people used to have it dropped down to a handful. And we share those techniques that are, that are used by all of them in our book, Influencer. And we, what we found that was interesting, our, recent, our most recent study is most people who are facing a persistent and resistant problem, say it's a quality problem at work or a safety problem or whatever, they bring one or two influence methods to bear. And if you use four to six methods, you ten times your likelihood to succeed. So in the book Influencer, we share uh, a dozen or so ways of changing yourself and organizations, and we're proud of what we've been recently able to do with that. Terry, the biggest issue and question we get all the time is, well, you know, what do I need to do to make this work? Okay, yeah. I've heard a lot about, you know, your theory and your book, and I've read all kinds of theories and all kinds of books, but what is the most important thing I need to do in my own life? And our response is work harder, smarter, longer. Yeah. And what that means is just like you, just like Cheryl and I, just like so many of our successful friends, it's not that, oh, man, I drag myself out of bed in the morning and I hate to get up. And I mean, you jump out of bed, you get excited about what you do simply because it's a labor of love. Yeah. And what we say to our clients and every client and all of our listeners is find a passion. Find something you really get excited about. And who cannot get excited about better job, better company, better pay? And yeah. pass that on to your kids. Pass it on to your grandkids. Oh, yeah. What greater legacy can you possibly pass on to your children and their children than teaching them how to achieve better job, better company, better pay? And, I mean, it's just absolutely amazing when people say, you mean I can do that? You mean, and I'm, ta- I'm not just talking about changing yourself and your own behavior, but the behavior of yourself, your wife, your kids, your family for generations. Instead of going home at night and playing video games and something stupid that does nothing to your brain, why not turn off those and sit and read your book, our book, and other excellent books and develop a system, a systematic way of going about improving your life and that of your family for the rest of your life? Your thoughts? Um, I couldn't agree more. We're... the, the the harder, smarter, faster, I mean, you're right, it's sort of like, it sounds like the Olympic creed in some ways. Um, it's the smarter part that we're trying to help people on. In Influencer, we identify six distinct and different sources for bringing about change in your life. Everything from using the social system to the physical world to your own personal motivation. And by teaching specific skills within those, you work much smarter than people around you. 
And as you do that, as we suggested, you're 10 times more likely to succeed. And once again, as you move into organizations and you're changing your team and you're changing, you're solving a safety problem or a, a, a creativity problem that hasn't been solved before, you become the most valued employee in that company. Well, Carrie, we want to thank you again for being on the show with us today. We've learned a lot. We hope our listeners have as well. We want to remind everyone to check out our seven free videos that will help you get a better job, better pay, and a better life. And to access these uh, free videos, simply go to www.betterjobbetterlife.com. Next week, we have with us Dr. Uh, Bill Pepicello, president of University of Phoenix, so you won't want to miss that show. Thanks again, Carrie, for a great show. Thanks, Cheryl and Ken. Carrie, uh, once again, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on. Uh, we're, sort of, we're looking forward to your book and being on stage with you in the future. And ladies and gentlemen, those of you who are going to be listening next week, this is a critical time to listen to Dr. Pepicello. We're going to be in Phoenix at the University of Phoenix. And don't miss this exciting show. It's the second time we've had him on, and you'll really, really gain from it. again for joining us this week on Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Remember to join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, right here. Have a great week.